0: one of obedience and conformity to Jesus Christ and, and his calling on our lives. You know, through Christ's work on the cross, we are justified before God. Amen. And not only are we justified before God, but we begin the work of sanctification in our lives. Amen. And so through power of the Holy Spirit, so we have Jesus and now the Holy Spirit, <coughs> and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we should grow holier every day. Amen. Holier and holier and holier every day. Amen. It's not like we grow holy today, grow holier today, and then tomorrow we t- take a step back. Oh. We grow holier and holier every single day. Amen. So have you have you ever um, been hiking alone? Yeah. anybody ever been hiking alone? Yes, right? You guys sound proud of it. Watch what I'm about to say. Um, so, so like hiking, one hiking alone can be kind of dangerous, right? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it can be dangerous for a number of reasons. Most of the dangers can be summed up with this: if you get in trouble, whether you're injured, exhausted, you're lost. Right? Bit by a snake. No. <laughs> no. Say that so? There is no one to bail you up. Or aid you along the way. If there's someone with you when you get in trouble, you have someone who can carry you. That's right. You have someone who can find help. Amen. You have someone who who can simply lighten your load. Amen. You know, sometimes we view the Christian life as a solitary walk. A solitary walk in the woods. But that's a dangerous mentality. We're called to walk together. We're called to walk in community. We're called to walk with each other toward the goal. Amen. And so while, while the Bible talks about Jesus' walk, or Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus's yoke being easy <laughs> and his burden being light in Matthew 11.30, we may still experience significant trials and struggles on yeah. the way toward Christ-likeness. And so Paul speaks of these difficulties in the conclusion of Galatians. Before, but before we go there, let us go to God in prayer and then we'll continue in Galatians 5. Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer. God, we're so grateful for this morning. We're grateful to be together. We're grateful to be worshiping with our friends and our loved ones. father. We're grateful to worship with your family. Father, I pray that as we open your word, uh, that you will move our hearts. Mm -hmm. That our hearts will be convicted by your word and not just what I have to say. And I pray that whatever comes out of my mouth, will be pleasing to you. It will be your message, not mine. I pray these things for your son's name. Amen. Amen. And so let's turn our Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. It will also be on the screen. But the first, I'm sorry, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, <coughs> peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other." So Paul closes Galatians 5 here, urging his readers to do what? To keep in step with the Spirit. That as the Spirit moves us along, we keep in step with that Spirit, right? And so this means to avoid sin and to demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit, which was just listed in verse 22. It means, and it seems like a great challenge, right? It seems like this could be such a challenge to us that it's even, it may be even burdensome burdensome to some of us if we're not accustomed to doing it. Think about it, joy, peace, forbearance, all these things may be a challenge for us to do. But how could we possibly live up to all of this And how can we live up to this command on our own? How do we demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit? You know, I fall short of these all the time, (laughs) right? And and, and I know I'm not the only one. For instance, love. (laughs) Most of the time. I can't say I love always. Always. Joy, not always. Peace. I strive for it, not world peace, but (laughs) (laughs) peace right here, right? I strive for it. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, right? Those are probably some of my stronger areas, but I still fall short. Faithfulness, challenged. Gentleness. Oh, well... Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you guys be the joke. <coughs> self-control. I said in children's church this morning, you put me in front of Mama's cooking, I, I lose all self-control. Right? So I fall short there too. Curry, mm-hmm. chicken, oxtail. Mm. Whew. No self-control. Yeah. You know, I'm going to the gym right now. I go like three or four times a week. Right? Wow. Yeah. You said wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that unusual? <laughs> I'm home. He's impressed. Oh, okay. Yes. I go like three or four times a week. You know why? Because I love food. <laughs> I work out hard and I eat hard. Right? That's just my way of eating what I want. Galatians 6, starting in verse 1. says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person to it. Amen. Yeah. Yes. It's so well placed right after talking about the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. isn't it? You should... You should restore that person gently, but watch yourselves or you also may be tempted. (laughs) You know, it seems like Paul recognizes that this whole living by the spirit and all that is a difficult thing. Right. And keeping in step with the spirit is a difficult thing. And so he continues his exhortation and says it is the responsibility of the church as a community to bear one another's burdens. As a community, we bear each other's burdens. In other words, while the journey toward holiness must be taken by all Christians, we bear with one another along the way, correcting, restoring those in sin and pushing others toward Christ-likeness. Urging others towards being like Jesus. But this can't be done without each other. That's right? Can't be done by ourselves. You know, at the outset of Galatians 6, Paul tells, Paul says, you who live by the spirits. Some translation says, you who are spiritual. Mm-hmm. Ah. Because as you live by the Spirit, you're walking in a spiritual manner to restore those who have sinned. And how do we do that? With a spirit of gentleness. With a spirit of gentleness, guys. I know sometimes we can go into a situation where someone is not doing well spiritually and we come out all guns blazing. You sinful, this, and we just go at it in the name of a rebuke, right? What does Paul say here? Be gentle.
1: Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah. And you who are spiritual should be able to handle that, should be able to do that. Those who are spiritually mature should watch out for and encourage those who are in sin. If you're spiritually mature, that should be your aim. Amen. That should Come be on. your goal. Come on. Notice that Paul says nothing here about condemnation. Nothing about condemning the person in sin. And how many of us do that? Thinking it's going to be helpful, it's not helpful. It's not helpful to condemn somebody who is already beat down right. by sin and temptation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Daddy. He doesn't say anything about humiliation. Wow. Amen. It doesn't talk about humiliating the person who is being beat down by the burdens of sin and temptation. Right. Doesn't talk about making them feel a little worse than they already feel. Talks about restoration with gentleness. Amen. Come on, Jenny. You might think of that in reference of Ephesians four fifteen, speaking truth in love. Amen. And that should be able to guide how this restoration should take shape. We speak the truth in love, being gentle, being kind. This goes for our families as well. I fall short in this area all the time, but it goes for our families. We're gentle in restoring each other in our families. Sometimes we, when we deal with our children, we think, "Okay, well, this is the third time you're gonna get it." What about being gentle? I see y'all looking over at the teen side over there, leave those guys alone. <laughs> <laughs> what about being gentle, right, yeah. being kind? Yeah. We can do that too, even if we're in places of authority. Uh-huh. Sometimes we can be like Pharisees who are self-righteous and put loads on people rather than relieving right. them of Go the load. Galatians 6-2, it says, carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill, you will fulfill the law of Christ by carrying each other's burdens. You know, Paul continues with our main verse by encouraging Christians to help in times of weariness, when you're just worn, when they're worn out. Help them. Don't humiliate them. When they're worn out, they have no idea what else to do with their life. They're thinking about giving up their Christianity. You help them. You help to carry some of those burdens. You bear one another's burdens. You carry each other's burdens. A disciple who serves is going to lend a helping hand with every load. With every load. And I'm not just talking about the loads we see here in the church. We see a bunch of loads in our communities. Are we helping with those loads? Are we known as a church that helps with loads in our community? Come on. Or are we we known as a self-consumed church and unless you come in this building, we don't really know too much about you. Ah,
1: Come come on. on.
0: (coughs) This can apply to all burdens we face, but the context references a heavy and oppressive weight of temptation and spiritual failure. Earlier we talked about the spiritual doing the work of restoring. But what about other disciples who may feel ill-equipped to do that? What is their responsibility? Well, they can pray. They can encourage. It's still not humiliation. They can pray for each other and encourage. Yeah. Well, Paul says that this will fulfill the law of Christ. Why? Because this is a principle of love. Yeah. It's a principle of love. Galatians 5.14 says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. John 13.34 says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Do we have any uh, Lord of the Rings fans? Come on! Oh my goodness, John said only a few. You know, a whole lot of them, right? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. You know that's uh, the series. In the in this one. Um, one, uh, I guess, <clears throat> of the series, the the Return of the King. We find Frodo, who is tasked to to destroy the Ring in its place of origin, right, by the volcano. And this task must be completed by him alone. No one else can do it. No one else is allowed to share the load of the Rings. Burn it. But the ring wearies Frodo, and he falls down due to exhaustion just a short walk away from completing his task. But Frodo is not alone. He's accompanied by his friend Sam, Samwise. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee What a name, right? He's accompanied by Sam, who is dedicated to Frodo and his task. And rather than taking the ring himself, he says, come, Mr. Frodo. I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And he carts him toward their goal. In fact, I have a clip of this to show you In the hazel thicket, and that we saw in the summer barley in the lower fields, and eaten the first of the strawberries with cream. Do
1: you remember the taste of strawberries? It very cool taste of food. No. The sound of water, uh, uh, a touch of grass. <laughs> Naked in the dark. There's, there's nothing. No veil. Between me and the way of fire. <laughs> I can see you with my waking eyes. Then
0: let us be rid of it. Once and for all. Come on, Mr. Frodo. I can't carry it for you.
1: But I can carry you. Come on,
0: But I can't go barefoot climbing up a mountain. <laughs> <way. laughs> but, but how moving is that? Uh-huh. You know, I, I found that um, video on YouTube, right? And I don't always read the comments, but when I found it, I was like, man, I wonder what people really think about this. Uh-huh. And there was one comment on there. If you could put the next slide, by Captain Oh Yeah 55. <laughs> oh yeah. Every person who watches this wishes they had a friend like Sam. Wow. When in reality, we all forget that we all need to be more like wow. wow. Sums up the entire message. Yes. You know, this is a picture of what our pursuit of holiness is like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're all tasked to live in the spirit through his power in us. But there are times when we're worn down and we're tempted to give up. And at those points, we all need a sandwich to bear our burdens, to encourage and to carry us as we ascend the mountain together. We can't do it by ourselves. I know that many of us try to and intend to, but you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. That's right, but. Exodus 17, many of you guys know this story. But Exodus 17, starting in verse 8, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady, steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Mm -hmm. Have you ever held your hands up for too long? Maybe some of us who even lift weights or exercise, whatever, and it just starts to shake Mm -hmm. because it's weak, it's getting tired. Well, they held his hands up steady. Mm At Rephidim, God helped his people win a battle against the Amalekites, who were desert wanderers. They were descendants of Esau. And the Amalekites wanted to take over this pleasant oasis that they saw that the Israelites had. And during the battle, Moses had a special role. A special role that we can consider burdensome. Challenging. He had to hold up God's staff. And as long as Moses kept the staff up, the Israelites were winning. But if he got tired, got burdened, if he got challenged and lowered it, the Amalekites started to. This is a huge burden, if you ask me. So Joshua led the fight while Aaron and her helped Moses keep his hands up. With their help, the Israelites won a big victory. You know, I'm grateful for those who hold my hands up. My hands fall all the time. Weekly, if not daily. I don't have this role because I'm holier than that. God just probably saw some skills that I may have and felt like he would amuse me. (laughs) But I'm grateful for those who hold my hands up. Come on. I need it. Tom, Darius, David, Robert, Aaron, for example. Those are just examples who are constantly checking in on me and holding my hands up. Amen. My weak arms, especially when I had my bad (laughs) shoulder. Their wives, you do the same for Claudette. You know, some people think it's easy to maintain joy and confidence in our role. It's not. It's not. It's a burdensome role. I don't mean you are a burden. I mean that the role is just burdensome sometimes. I don't know if it's not a part of my job description to be burdened, (laughs) right, but I am. So I want to challenge you guys, look after each other, come on, in practical ways, as you would walk towards holiness in Christ. At times, you will need to take the load for another, other times they will bear the load for you. You know, this week, a few days ago, I found out that my uncle, who I grew up with, passed away in Jamaica. I lived with him. Man, I have great memories of him taking me to school, picking me up, and all these things. I have... I try to erase the memories of the whoopins, but I, I, you know he's—he was—we were very close. So when I say burdens, I don't mean like I only have burdens here, church-wise. I have life burdens, and so do you. Let's look at Galatians six, verse three. It says, if anyone thinks they are something, when they are not, they deceive themselves. Ooh. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone, without comparing themselves to someone else. Come on. For each one should carry their own. One. And so finally, Paul commands... A spirit of humility. He said, Get rid of the ego. If you're going to serve, you're going to help, get rid of the ego. Come on. Mm-hmm. As everyone walks toward a common goal, there's no room for boasting or superiority. We must each have agency in our holiness. Mm-hmm. But we must not deceive ourselves with pride and delusions of spiritual grandeur. Mm-hmm. In Galatians 6.2, it's, it's a word meaning a heavy burden, while in Galatians 6.5, as Warren Wiersbe says in his commentary, it describes a soldier's pack. So in other words, we should help each other bear the heavy burdens of life, but there are personal responsibilities that each man must bear for himself. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Personal responsibilities that we bear for ourselves. Again, it's going back to to hiking, right? There are certain things that you wish somebody was there to help you with, but then there are other things that you need to bear yourself. All right. okay enough, We're not at home to tell you to have a quiet time. We're not at home to tell you to read your Bible. We can't get you ready for church, right? There's some burdens you just got to deal with yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> that is your responsibility, right? I can't get you dressed, Drew. Right? But there's some things that, there are other things, when it comes to sin and temptation, that I'm challenging you, you better rely on your brother and sister for their help. Look out for one another, particularly in the times of struggle. Find simple ways to, to love and encourage one another toward holiness. The Christian walk is not done alone. It's done in community.
1: It's done together.
0: It's done by loving one another, by caring for one another. <clears throat> See a lot of things posted on group me Right? Don't just get in the habit of liking it and commenting that I'll pray for you. What else are you going to do? Are you going to make a phone call? Are you going to go visit? love one another social media man it can get you into trouble it can make you real lazy Mm -hmm. where you think oh I'll just comment right here and tell them I'm praying and even do you even pray Mm. (laughs) let's not get all tied up with with group me and, 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 and feel like it's an out make a phone call it's like it's like um, uh, Brian and Abigail moving the other day, right? What if I just sent them a message and said, hey, pray for your move. Yeah. What if all of us did that? Wow. Pray for your move, brother. Pray for your move, sister. Don't hurt you back. <laughs> right? And nobody went. Do you have a truck? I don't have a truck. What if we got a truck? That's true. I'm not trying to be obnoxious, I'm just saying like we gotta put ourselves out there. Amen. Christian walk isn't done alone, it's done in community. If you're if you're in a healthy space spiritually, invest in someone around you who isn't. If you're in a rough place spiritually, reach out to someone around you who isn't in a rough place. Isolation is dangerous. We saw that during COVID. Right? We saw how people who are isolated, man, it just turned their whole world upside down. As a body of Christ, we're called to bear with one another as we seek the Lord. And so as we move our, move into communion, you know, a moment ago I mentioned the law of Christ as a principle of love. And Paul says this also in Ephesians 5, verse 1 through 2. He says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know, we imitate God by walking in love, by loving one another. You know, Jesus loved us in a graphic way. And sacrificed his life on behalf of those who will believe. He gave himself up. He gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering that was pleasing to God. I pray we will imitate, that we will imitate God by loving one another and taking off each other's burdens. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer, God, we're so grateful, grateful for your son, that you laid, that that he laid himself down for us, Father. And he died on a cross, Father, and was buried in the rose again for us. So graphic, so painful. I'm sure that was a burden, but it was done for us. God, I pray that we will do the same for one another as we imitate you and as we imitate your Son. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us through this. Father, we love you and we're grateful. And I pray that this communion will be pleasing to you. In your son's name I pray. Amen.